0: Sean, Liz, thank you so much for the chance to chat with you. I really appreciate it. Um, cold is chilling. I, you know, to, use, to use a bad pun to get us started. <laughs> Got our Mister Freeze joke out of the way. But
1: <laughs> very good, very good. I see what you did there.
0: Uh, congratulations on the film, and and Sean, I I hear you've been nominated for Best Actor at uh, at Blood in the Snow. That can, congratulations, that's great.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, I Liz knows already, but I feel very stunned. I'm still like processing, what does that mean? What is that like uh, so, yeah, i I'm very happy. I feel uh, honored and humbled. um but uh, just working on the film uh, that Liz wrote and directed was uh, an award in and of itself because I uh, I just, Love being on that set i i loved being being part of um telling this story so but uh this is like a little cherry on top or icing on the cake or whatever you want to call it but uh but yeah i'm I'm like what (laughs) so i i don't know ask (laughs) me again in two weeks i might have a different answer but uh, thank you thank you very kindly
0: well, it really is. It's well deserved. The film is the film is great, and it requires a lot in the performances for for a short. Absolutely, um, Liz. Where did the film come from? What is it about this story? Where did cold begin?
1: Oof. Um, well, uh, I guess I, I have to kind of bare my soul for a second to answer that question. I I had a what I look back on now, I realized was a mental health crisis in the the February before we shot, actually. So just a couple of months before we made the film. Um, There was a two week period where I physically couldn't get warm. I don't know if there was a circulation thing going on or something. And I was also incredibly depressed. Mm -hmm. It's a February thing. There's seasonal affective stuff happening there and the world felt like it was ending. And I mean, it might be. And I had this, I frequently think in pictures, and I had this moment of, oh my God, what if I'm dead? What would that look like? And then all of a sudden I had a creative, a little window went like in my brain. And there was a little bit of light coming through that window. And then I started writing the story. So it was very much a lifeline story and a way to take a feeling that I couldn't get my hands around while I was experiencing it and make it into something that I could look at in front of me and thereby remove myself from me, from the sensation of, of feeling like I was drowning and coming to pieces and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of the origin story. This film is very much an invitation to the audience to come into my brain and see what's going on in here or what was going on in there. Uh, so it's a, it's a very, every film is a naked experience when you share it with the world, it's very vulnerable. And like, this is what I made. Look at what I made. Uh, and this one in particular is a very, very vulnerable film to share with the world.
0: It, it feels like it. It feels like a very personal experience just from script to screen. Um, because, you know, this character, I mean, you you take this this idea of just being cold, but it go, it goes so much deeper than that, especially as the film unravels. Um, and, and in some ways it's quite, in some ways it's quite disturbing, but in other, but not, not in the way that she's cold, it's more disturbing to see the world around her in in a lot of ways. Uh, Well,
1: it's that sensation, it's, it's meant to be a visual representation of a feeling, right? I mean, all film is, um, but this literal deconstruction of, of her body and what, what would happen if no one acknowledged that there was something catastrophically wrong with you and my hope was kind of to put the audience in jane's spot to to foster empathy for her position
0: you know and i'm i'm glad you say that because even though we're on the outside of jane we are still seeing the world through her her perspective so you know sean with your character um your character is is genuine he's loving but still feels disconnected um and i was just wondering what what how did you feel about your character in relation to to jane in this film like what what do you think about those interactions
2: um well pre-shooting uh obviously Liz and i had a lot of conversations about uh the story as a whole and the film itself and the, and my character. And um, since Liz delved into her personal sort of experience a little bit when she was talking about how she came to write the film, I, I'm gonna delve into my personal <laughs> life experience as well. I lost my dad uh, to because of brain tumor and complications afterwards um, when I was 31. So that was like exactly 20 years ago this year. So 2003. And post surgery, which was successful, but dangerous, um, I was taking him to every single doctor's appointment um, with like oncologists and um, his brain surgeons and, and all every all pretty much every medical appointment and time in and time out, I remember feeling very helpless. Like there's so much that I need to learn and so little I know, and it, this is my dad that I'm trying to, you know, be helpful to, uh, and uh, so that kind of feeling I, I I was able to sort of like dip into that life experience a little bit, so to speak, and um, just you know trying to help my wife who's going through this process, whether like what the audience knows or not. Like I, I'm just trying to be there for her, but then like nothing seems to be enough. Um, so, <clears throat> and I think you know when when a when a subject matter raises more questions then I think it's a really good storytelling. Um, yeah. So for me uh, as an actor portraying the character as a part of the story is like uh, what does it mean to be disconnected from what you're feeling in your head and your and from your physical experience you know like how disconcerting and and um alienating that could be you know uh, let alone like with loved loved ones around you like friends or family right like w- within yourself you're going through like can i swear on this interview no Your head. <laughs> really yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like you can say like what the fuck is happening to me right and that that disconnect is just i mean so i mean i've I've, 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 uh, I've, you know, battled some bouts of depression myself in the past. So, and I'm not shy to talk about it because I think uh, there's nothing to hide about it. Like, uh, it, you know, it's not. So, and I, and I feel like I feel stronger having experienced it and overcome that. Um, to, to, to find a little sliver of hope in any situation so uh so yeah so that's how i sort of approach the character and the story um it's kind of really heartbreaking if you think about it like if you think below the surface level it's like am i not enough like you know but then you eh, from the outside when you look at theo like that moment uh, in the film when he's trying to be uh, intimate with um with Melanie's character, like he, like he's, he's kind of desperate for that connection with his wife too. But then, it doesn't happen, you know, and it's, it's crushing for him. But then, is that shallow or is that like, you know what I mean? It raises another set of questions, right? So, so yeah, I'm really honored to have uh, been part of this film. Like I, I was, I was elated when Liz. I, I was surprised, really. <laughs> Dumbfounded, actually, I was like, "Why? What? What?" what? Yeah, I got
1: a phone call from Sean, and he was like, "What? What Hi. is this, and why do you want me to do it? This is Hi. not my wheelhouse. This is not where I live as a performer most of the time. What are you even thinking?" And I was like, "No, no, Sean, trust me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to do something cool." And I'm so grateful to Sean for keeping it tight. Like, I feel like there, it's possible with this kind of story. To uh, fall into pain and anguish and like media style rending of clothing and oh my god the world is ending, and you kept it so real and so grounded, and you didn't lean into the I mean, there aren't really gags but you know it, you didn't lean into the funny of the absurd situation that they're in, and that's you kept us on the edge of the cliff which I was really delighted about.
2: I think, I think I, I just, as an experiment though, like on, on the day on, I, mm-hmm. I, think I went, I pushed the envelope a little bit, mm-hmm. I went a little bigger than I, I, you, you wanted me to, and then I wanted to see what you would say, and then I'd say, okay, like, I think I can afford this, this much of sort of, I don't know, quote unquote, exaggerated uh, expression, if you will, mm-hmm. and then, and then you brought me back in, so, I mean... <laughs> Thanks to you, Liz. Like, I mean, it's it was your direction to to sort of like you know rein in whatever um, unnecessary business or, or gimmick, if you will, uh to, to, to really keep everything grounded and um yeah, and 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 uh, rooted um which i which brings me to uh, i know you didn't even ask me a question Steve i'm just going to tell you this really quickly <laughs> go ahead. So we can move on um the the interview scene like i was so tempted to like go friggin' big in that in that scene like
1: the cuz it's
2: a, it, it's an it's an intense scene but like I, I i felt like as an actor felt like oh, there there could be some you know there there's room for like a little comedic relief by going a little bigger you know I was very tempted but then it was a it was a loaded scene like I mean if if anyone has done like any kind of talking or therapy or like you you know it's it's
0: it's it's a loaded experience right so um so yeah no I I appreciate that because you know one of the things I feel about about your performance and this film is that it feels I'm gonna use the term normal, but I, I don't want to because of how normal's used in the film per se. And but oh, yeah. since we're all bearing our souls, uh <laughs> yeah, bring it. I <clears throat> uh like I went through a severe depression. I lost a friend. I had some I was dealing with some, I'm some sorry. personal problems, and that was about about five years ago. And I I spent about six mo- months on my couch.
2: Okay. Oh. Yeah.
0: Just just done. That's
2: and, tough. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: I, well, I appreciate that. I mean, we, we've we all been, we've all definitely had periods where we've been struggling and but this was seeing this, I could see every aspect of of our family sort of played out. Like, that's why I feel mm-hmm. very honest, maybe that's a better word. Um, but I, I know, I, I was just wondering from from both of your perspective. I mean, we hear in the film, it's completely normal. It's completely normal. And it's said with care but almost seems flippant at times in the same way. I I was just wondering for you both, what what do you think it means to truly hear another person?
1: Ooh, that's That's a a great question. question. To truly, okay, so I think one of the things that I intended with the it's completely normal stuff is I wanted to highlight the way in which we ignore each other When we're in crisis, it's inconvenient to sit with someone who is in a state of crisis and not be able to fix it. It's uncomfortable and it's normal. You're fine. Suck it up. Or have you tried smiling or, you know, just be happy are platitudes, but they're also kind of like um, you're reaching for a life preserver because you you think this other person might drag you down into the water with them. Um, So really listening to each other involved being willing to be silent and uncomfortable while someone else is in pain and not leave and not look away and just understand that it's maybe not fixable maybe just be in the room i think that's i think that's my answer sean where do you go just trying to buy
2: you time to think (laughs) i think i'll have to answer this question and then and then i i I know you gotta um, go yeah, but uh I, I have um two young children and uh you know the blanket blanket expression of it's okay or it's gonna be okay. Like sometimes when I hear that from people who are not close to me, it really bothers me. Cause like I wanna tell them you don't fucking know the depth of the dilemma that, that I'm in. Like don't don't just like normalize my like as if like treat treat you know don't treat this as like um you know based on assumption and you know what i mean like that that blanket statement of like it's gonna be okay like no maybe it's not gonna be okay so shut the fuck up um (laughs) like just i I mean even just the people who people who who don't really know you you know it really Mm -hmm. bothers me so i try to be careful with my own kids when they're in like emotional distress, like instead of saying it's okay or it's gonna be okay," I ask them a question, "How can I help you what what will help you? Like how can we make it better? Uh, you know, or ask a specific uh, question, you know like is this what is this what you want or is that? Is that what's happening? as opposed to saying, "Oh, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. You know what I mean? So, um, I, 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 I feel like I'm answering your question in a roundabout way, Steve. But uh, that, the constant uh, barrage or bombardment of people, I mean, they mean well. I get it, right? But and they're trying to be helpful. But like, I mean, are they saying it's it? Oh, it's just normal. That happens to everyone. Is that for them or for this person that's going through? the whatever the problem may be you know so um I think I think that the danger is when uh we we generalize things you know because like even when you talk about uh women's health issues like each woman has different you know health uh, uh, experiences right like it could be thyroid it could be whatever right so um so I that's why that's why I uh, jumped at the chance uh, of w- working on this film because it it had so much to say about the current um um the current sort of like medical world um just like the other day when I was driving home um on a classical channel uh, on radio um 90, 96.3 they were talking about they had a specialist and how women have been misdiagnosed for what they were experiencing for the last i don't know at least 50 years right and this morning they were talking about um uh, reproduction and and and, and uh, uh people who are having trouble uh um conceiving and how it's always sort of like uh painted as the woman's fault, uh, fault as mm-hmm. opposed to the, the low sperm count in men because of all these like processed meat that we consume and all this like environmental stuff that affect us. And then like every single person's experience is like, no, it's actually the dude who has to change his lifestyle. You're okay. Like, so that, that bias, like it, it's, it's mind boggling, you know? So. Um, Absolutely. Over a pint or two, Steve, I can answer your question better. <laughs> that question is a very good question, but unfortunately, I gotta run and pick up my kids. So no problem. Uh, I thank Make you uh, for having me uh, uh, be part of this interview. I'm so sorry that that it can't be as long as it needs to be. I, trust me, I want to be here, but I gotta go because I, yeah. I get pulled in many different directions. But uh, great to uh, meet you. I hope to see you at some point in person, uh, Liz. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I
1: think. yeah.
2: Um yeah. and. Uh, Again, thanks for having me. Thank Thank you you so much. Nice to see you, Sean. Talk talk among yourselves. Talk (laughs) talk.
0: is a topic. (laughs) Yeah,
2: perfect.
1: Thanks
0: so much, Sean, I appreciate it. Bye. 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 And and Liz, you have a few more minutes to chat?
1: I do, yeah, I'm all yours.
0: Okay, great. Um, Yeah, I mean, this this is what I love about this film, (laughs) quite frankly. It, it's such a simple premise and simple mm-hmm. visually uh which by the way i thought the makeup job was fabulous like honestly i was it was so oh. simple but every little piece it just it just added to it as the film's going on um, i
1: have to uh give a shout out to my colorist who in post was able to because makeup's never going to be perfect and my makeup artist uh, is spectacular. Uh, Natalia Andrea Pozo, she did a beautiful job with all the prosthetics and all the, you know, moss and so on. Um, you can't put makeup on someone's gums, for example. So, you know, when Jane is pulling duct tape like this, we had to go in and make everything gray hmm. that wants to be pink and the waterline of her eyes and so on. And uh, Rita Ushikova, my colorist who uh, currently works at Toast and Jam, um is just they were extraordinary their attention to detail was extraordinary and they brought it from like almost dead lady to oh no that she's actually that's a dead lady which was just delightful
0: yeah it's it's interesting because it at times it's so gradual i mean we see Mm -hmm. we see her getting colder if we if Mm -hmm. if you will but it, it there's almost a point where you you wonder how you missed it before if you know what i'm saying it's sort of like mm-hmm. oh oh she's far wait <laughs> just little <laughs> by little that's you know that's that's some great some great work especially um and it works it Thank adds you, to the film because you know we have this character i think it is jane right i think the character yeah. is jane and just little by little inside she's dying inside and nobody seems to really be able to like we sort of talked about, there's a there's a sense of wanting to help, but, but not quite to get there.
1: Yeah, well, and it's back to that notion of inconvenience, right? So right. it's historically women's health has been treated in this way, which is if I can solve it with a pill, great. Right. Or if it's something that you can do on your time, great. You know, meditate, yoga, cold plunge, whatever the thing is, put a cream on your face, you're going to be fine. It's probably all in your head. It's probably anxiety. It might be hysteria. Maybe we should give you, you know, do something to your uterus to fix your humors. You know, like as far back in medical history as you want to go, women's health has been treated as almost superstition. And for the audacity of a woman continuing to have a catastrophic problem, even after the pills have been offered, even after the yoga has been offered, even, you know, the, the problem hasn't gone away. Well, now it's just really inconvenient. How dare you? Why would you continue to have this problem, even though it's out of her control? And it's, this is a, it's a theme that runs across the entire spectrum of medical care for women. Getting diagnosed appropriately for so-called women's issues takes years. And multiple specialists and convincing doctor after doctor that you're not actually crazy. It's not psychosomatic. It's actually a structural problem you know, or whatever the the issue is, or a thyroid problem or whatever the thing. Um, Which is, I feel like culturally, there's a a strong preference for, can you just like, just be quiet and go away and die? (laughs) You know, like don't, why are you struggling so hard to live? Why are you doing, why are you so passionate about staying alive? Like really, it would be better for me if you could just stop. Which is, I mean, I grant you, that's a very grim view on the world but it uh it's certainly what it feels like sometimes so that's part of what the the thrust of this film was
0: well and there's that moment where you know he's sort of asking how she feels and and you on it like honestly there's a moment where i you just feel like she's collapsed because she says i feel a little bit better and it's almost like she's done trying to explain it so i might as well just tell them what they want to hear yeah and it, it's such a like it was it was brought out so beautifully this little moment i thought it was really well done
1: but that's melanie Scrafano, man she is a a walking masterclass yeah. in in beautiful performance she she <laughs> she showed up and let me put her in all of the different ridiculous looks that i put her in i'm trying not to spoil the end of the film um
2: <laughs>
1: right. uh and yeah it's i i want to just play one note of hope for the pessimistic ending of this film and i mentioned it uh, earlier talking to someone else i hope that it looks a little bit like um a transmogrification or like a becoming the next thing we talk about women hitting their 40s and 50s and saying fuck it i'm tired of trying to be correct and the right weight and the right skin and the right look and the right hair and i'm just gonna fuck it i'm gonna do my thing and if you don't like it that's fine you don't have to be near me um and that what happens at the end of the film i intended as a visual representation of that you know you don't like it go away this is what's happening kind of like you know caterpillar chrysalis butterfly situation but we stop the film at the part where the caterpillar has to turn into goo (laughs) and then hope i hope that the the eventual emergence is inferred
0: well with that having been said now Mm -hmm. i I know we've already talked a little bit about this being a personal film Mm -hmm. but let's put you into the film for a minute you're a character now in your own film what would you say or do for jane or what do you hope you would have done
1: like what would jane have needed well, from a, well, from a helpful yeah, if, person
0: if you were a character in one in one of in jane's circle
2: mm-hmm. how
0: would you have responded to jane or what would Ooh. you have hoped to have done
1: i i can answer that so i ha- i had a parallel experience to this mm-hmm. if in this experience i'm jane and my friend did for me what i hope i would do for jane okay My friend, Stephanie Belding, who plays one of the friends in Jane's Life, uh, asked me how I was doing in 2016, and I answered her honestly, and she didn't blink. She stayed in the conversation with me, and this is rare. We Usually, we ask each other, how you're doing? Everybody's like, I'm fine, you know, it's whatever. Mm -hmm." But for whatever reason, on that day, I just had my honesty goggles on, and I was like, it's just shit everything is bad and i don't know what to do about it and she stayed with me she didn't solve it she was like yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's shit. you want to get a coffee and then and we've been like incredibly tight ever since and i i would hope that i would be able to offer that to someone in a state like jane
0: i I love that i love that I, i remember one of the best responses i've ever heard uh, our family was dealing with, with some, some difficult circumstances was somebody come up and all they said was there were no words. Yeah. That was yeah. it. And they, and, and they just sat there with us in that moment and, and it's hard to do. It is hard to do. Like you said, all these characters in the film, they are genuine people. There's no villain in yeah. this story. Um, but no, it I absolutely, I appreciate that. And that's, that's, that's powerful right there. Just that, that brief moment.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, sometimes things are just shitty mm-hmm. and showing up for each other just means staying in the shit mm-hmm. and not leaving or, and not trying to, uh, culturally, we avoid pain. Mm-hmm. And as people, we avoid pain. And sometimes sitting in pain is, how you start to heal it. And if you can share it, share the space, not I'm not saying offload your pain onto somebody else, but like if if someone can sit with you while you're experiencing something terrible, it's, that's all that's necessary. And people tie themselves up in knots trying to solve the problem, or like be the hero or make the pain go away, you know, whatever that, they wanna be action oriented. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's over All you gotta do is show up and sit down and wait i think
0: yeah absolutely um liz honestly the film is the film is great and just as we wrap up thank you what do you hope people take away from cold
1: Ooh, uh well i really hope they say gosh this should be a feature film that's what i really hope. <laughs> i could see that
0: honestly i had that thought <laughs>
1: it's in process i'm working on it um, oh, wow. and i'm trying to make that happen um Well, I hope I, hmm, I hope that people who watch it, who've experienced this sensation of coming to pieces, feel seen. uh, And I hope people who have not felt this sensation of coming to pieces Mm. can imagine what it might feel like. I think that's what I want.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate it honestly thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it the film is great and I, I wish you the best
1: thank you so much Steve it's been a real pleasure talking with
0: you thank you it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you too have a great day
1: you too thanks so much
0: thanks